0: Welcome back to The Vine Church Podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at The Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Uh, We're continuing in 1 Thessalonians. Now, last night, um, if any of you came to our Alpha course, uh, you may have heard uh, them saying when they were talking about Jesus that you can tell a lot about a person by how they handle things when they're under pressure. Uh, And um, certainly we find in 1 Thessalonians that Paul is under pressure and how he handles himself tells us a lot about what's really going on inside him. And uh, in a way, we can be grateful that Paul was kind of being accused by people and uh, having his reputation attacked by detractors in Thessalonica, because what it does is it draws him out. And we discover a lot about the Apostle Paul in chapter two that we wouldn't have done if he hadn't had to have defended himself and coped with that pressure. It's the same with us, isn't it? When we're under pressure, we discover what's really inside, which can be good or bad. But it can be encouraging as we see that God is actually doing something within us when we're under pressure. Now, Paul has been explaining that um, he is to these people that he has come to in Thessalonica, a steward, someone who is a steward of the gospel. Secondly, uh, now, yesterday we saw that he is like a mother to them. He was like a mother to them who sacrificially gave himself for them. Uh, And today we see the next section where he says that he is like a father with his children. Now, um, yesterday when we looked at the picture of the mother, we saw that he said that he was longing for them. He says that he loved them. He loved these people. And I think I said from the RSV that the phrase is he was affectionately desirous of them, um, and uh, I was reading a, a Puritan yesterday, Thomas Goodwin, who talks about this being affectionately desirous of someone, and uh, he says there's a similar passage in Philippians which says to us there that uh, uh, Jesus that that Paul longed for them with the with the bowels of Christ. He longed for them with the longing of Christ, the affections of Christ. And the bowels were kind of the seat of emotions, the heart, if you like. Uh, so uh, it says now, Thomas Goodwin points out that it's really quite striking, isn't it? That the Apostle Paul, before he was in Christ, he was vicious and full of hatred towards Christians. He he certainly wasn't full of affection, the affections and the bowels of Christ People. In fact, if anything, he wanted to tear their bowels out uh, as we discover. Excuse me if you're having your breakfast. But now that he is in Christ, Paul has been so transformed by the love of Christ that he longs for them with the affections of Christ. And by the way, We should note that if Paul has that amount of affection for these people, it only shows how much more Christ himself has a longing, a yearning, an affection, a tender love towards us. And that's right. We need to receive that today. He is affectionately desirous towards us. He loves us. As Paul models to these Thessalonicans, Uh, his uh, fatherly love, his motherly love towards them. He's only showing us what God is like towards us, how he is a mother and a father towards us, how he is tender and affectionate towards us, how he desires the best for us as a mother and a father. We're seeing what God is like when we see how Paul is towards these people. And In verse 10 to 11, we read that Paul says that he has come to them like a father. And so um, let me just read it to you. He says, you are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. So what we see there with Paul is this, that as a father, he doesn't just say, you know, do as I say and not as I do. What Paul does is that he both demonstrates to them and then he speaks to them. He, he lives out his message. And so we see in these three verses a beautiful picture of fatherhood that he, his actions are exemplary for them. And so they can see his example, but then his words are, are powerful and full of exaltation and his actions back up his words and vice versa. So let's have a look at it. In verse 10, he says that his actions when he was with them were exemplary, that he was holy, righteous and blameless when he was with them. And without pressing the pictures too far, those three words kind of are a picture of the full orbed life of the Christian. He was holy. Uh, That's kind of referring to his his pious relationship with God, his devoutness towards God. He was holy towards God. He was righteous in his dealings with them. Righteous is more a reference to the way that you deal with other people. It reminds me of that song, This Is My Worship, which says, in all of my dealings, let me be pleasing. And so he says he was righteous in the way that he dealt with people. And he was blameless, and that phrase can refer to kind of the reputation you have with people outside and so he was blameless in his reputation with the way he dealt with people and so he was holy in his relationship to God, righteous in his dealings with the believers and ho- and blameless in terms of his reputation, the full-orbed Christian lifestyle. The Apostle Paul exemplifies it all. And uh, it's worth just noting, isn't it, that here what we have is a father demonstrating to his children spiritually what life should be like. And, you know, as parents, as grandparents, as colleagues at work, uh, as husbands and wives, we do have a unique opportunity at the moment to demonstrate by the way that we live every day what God is like to those around us. And listen, parents, you don't know how long you're going to have all of us, with the people that we interact with, you really don't know how long you're going to have. There is perhaps a unique opportunity right now, which may not last forever, to influence and be there as a demonstration and example. And um, We we see that Paul is going to be orphaned from these people in Thessalonica very soon. He's going to be torn away from them. He only has a few weeks, but actually the way he lived just during those few weeks was a, had a huge, Huge impact on the children who he was to leave behind, who then were to live out the way that he had been living. And so he then also, not only by his actions, but by his words, he is also a father. It's not just that he does things. You know, let me challenge you today about the way that we live. Are we demonstrating that we're worshippers of God? I've just bought a new CD by Matt Redmond, which is a beautiful so- a CD full of songs, and you know, it just creates that worshipful full atmosphere. And and I'm worshiping God and just enjoying God at home, singing in the shower or whatever. You know, are we demonstrating that we're yeah, we're reading the Bible. We're happy to wash up with you know, we're serving. We're happy to, to to serve. Are we are we living it out? If day Paul tried to do that when he was with them and so should we but of course it's also with his words we'll look at this tomorrow but with his words it says that he encouraged them he he comforted them and he urged them to live lives worthy of the gospel so the apostle Paul was a father who spoke into their lives as well by comforting them, by urging them, by encouraging them by yet urging has a sense of confrontation to it uh, a sense of kind of urging you to live lives worthy of the kingdom um, comforting is is as a reference to tender kind of tender comfort to those who are faint hearted uh, who are struggling encouraging is kind of giving courage to people to live out this life to live worthy of the gospel to walk worthy of the kingdom and And so that's what we should do, too. We should be living it and we should be demonstrating it to those around and we should be speaking it to those that want to hear as well. And even sometimes when they don't want to hear it, but they still need to hear it. And as fathers, we should be willing to to, to play that part. And so let us be encouraged and let us remember this is what God is like towards us. I love that hymn, you know, Father like he tends and spares us. He is a father who cares for us, who is affectionately desirous towards us, who is full of love towards us and tenderness towards us and and wants to urge and encourage us to live lives worthy of the kingdom. So let us pray together. Lord, we do pray for every one of us this morning that you would help us to live lives worthy of the kingdom into which you have called us. And uh, we pray, Lord, that you would help us by our actions uh, and through our words to be demonstrations of who you are. Uh, Lord, we pray that we would not shirk from our responsibilities to be an example to those around us. Uh, because you have filled us with your tender love. We pray right now that you'd fill us again with your love and with your grace. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.